Blog Talk Radio.
through it all. So it's just through like it all. through it all, through it all. And when we understand that, it's like, you know, people have a, a propensity to claim, quote, unquote, that they're angry with God because God did this or God didn't do that or whatever. And it's just like, you know, just please, like, you need to flip your script, okay? You need to flip your script and stop talking about what he didn't do and recognize and understand what he did do. I, I'm going to give you a prime example. Last night, um, and, oh, happy anniversary since I didn't get to say that on air to you and Jerry, because um, I know you guys celebrated your anniversary a couple of weeks ago as did Carlton yeah. and I last weekend. But I was in Los Angeles. And happy anniversary um, to you. Thank you. Thank you. That's kind of where I was getting to. I was in Los Angeles last Saturday, so we didn't get a chance to celebrate um, our anniversary until last night. So we went out to dinner last night. But here was the thing, and and it was just like, God, you are just so incredible. So you know me. I kind of have a heavy foot, and especially if I have time-sensitive things. So we had a reservation, right, at 6.15, and I'm trying to make sure we're at the restaurant at that time. And and all of a sudden, we get off. You can envision this, right, because you lived in Vegas. So we get off the freeway on Flamingo, and it's like about 6. 10 maybe, something like that. And I'm like, okay, well, we're getting off the freeway, so we're less than five minutes away. We'll be right there. We got off that freeway. I don't know what was up with the traffic, but I'm like, oh, my God, are you serious? It took us almost 15 minutes from the freeway to um, right on the other side of Karen, which should have been a three- or four-minute drive, right? (laughs) Okay. But as we're going – I'm like looking at the restaurant. I'm in the correct lane, and all of a sudden, the lane I'm in, I'm and I'm going, and the other cars are going by, and I'm going, okay, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's like we done missed every signal light since we got off the freeway. Now here we are in this lane, and it just stops, right? And I'm looking at my clock, and it's going, okay, it's I'm fifteen. I should have been there, right? Well. Cars start peeling out from that lane, and as I got closer up, I'm like, oh, look at that car. It's sitting up on the medium. Well, as cars was pulling out, there was an accident. And I had to say this, you know, because it was like we were maybe five minutes late for our reservation, no big deal. But as the cars were peeling off, and when I got a clear cut, because first I thought, and, and Carlson said they must have been drunk and just drove on the medium, but as cars got out of the way, you could see it was an accident. And I was like, you know what, Lord, and, and I'm guilty of this. We're always rushing. We're trying to get someplace. And there are times when God will slow us down. And the purpose of the slowdown is to protect you. And so I'm saying that, you know, we, we, we get into that place of anger or anxiousness or disappointment or whatever, but we forget to stop and check, you know what, maybe, just maybe he slowed my butt down back there so I wouldn't have been that car sitting on the medium because of the accident. Amen. And it's like, you know what, God, you are so good. You are so, yes, so good to us, you know, and we yes, have yes. to stop and understand, you know, and, and it was mm-hmm. no big deal. We got to the restaurant, went in, we still had to wait, you know, but we waited maybe five minutes or what have you for our table. And, but it was, you know, restaurant was packed, whatever, but it was no big deal. It wasn't like, you know, in five minutes they were going to cancel my reservation, but you see what I'm saying? It was like the anxiousness and I'm trying right. to get there on time and yada, yada, yada. But there was a slowdown for a reason. We knew it. It was a slowdown for a yeah. reason. And so that's what yeah. I'm saying that, you know, a lot of times we lose our focus on trying to worry about what wasn't instead of saying what was. And what was is the faithfulness of God to walk you through whatever the situation is that you had to walk through or to protect you from something that's down the road that you didn't even know about. You better come on. You had no idea about. So, yeah, God is really, really good. But, yes, we celebrated 27 years of our second marriage, 27 years. I'm just like, wow, look at God. Second time. 
So, you know, and he he's he's amazing. And how many years did you celebrate, my sister? I believe eight, eight. years. Woo-hoo. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, hey, okay. congratulations! Being together with him for ten, ten years being together, awesome. and eight years being married. All right. Wow, All right. and that's a Look plus for me. <laughs> yes, ma'am, it is. Yes, ma'am, it is. It that is, is a awesome. Look Amen. At God. <laughs> Look at God. Now you're into the, the territory of new beginnings, you know, yes, fresh is. and revived and new beginnings. So, yeah, because you, you know, it's it different. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, and that kind of leads us to our topic today, which is relationship goals. We want to talk today about relationship goals because we set goals in life for everything else. We have financial goals. We have career goals. You know, we have different, different things that, you know, we have our, our weight gain goals or weight loss goals or whatever. You know, we set goals for everything else. But most of us, unfortunately, fail to set goals for our relationships, things for us to work toward, to enhance our relationship. And I, I wanted to talk about that because, you know, I just, I'm in a place of thankfulness to God for these 27 years and, and a renewing of my thought process where my husband is concerned. Um, because I, and I'm going to be totally, totally honest and transparent here. I have been in a place recently of, um, of discontentment. And, and it wasn't the brother's fault. Had just, just let me put it out there. It wasn't the brother's fault. Brother's cool. Brother does what brother needs to do. You know, brother's cool. But it was my own self-reflection that I had to to get into to say, you know what, this makes no sense whatsoever, and why am I tripping? Okay, so um, as I as I thought about it, and I sat up this morning, I was actually in church, and the Lord just started dropping little nuggets to me, and one of the things he said was, under relationship goals, was what is your relationship with your heart? What is your relationship with your own heart, okay? Are you willing to release the anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, and indifference within your heart? Because only then can you work on your relationship goals with others. We've got to do some some introspection. And look inside of ourselves. If we're going to if we're going to set relationship goals, if we're going to go after relationship goals, we have to first start with ourselves. What is our relationship with ourselves? Because remember, Christ told us to love others as we love ourselves. And that's the same thing that God had said in his commandments, to love others as you love yourself. Well, if you are battling things with inside yourself, it makes it pretty difficult for you to love someone else when you don't love you. It makes it very difficult if you've got this anger or this bitterness or unforgiveness or indifference set up in your own heart. How are you going to, to really cultivate a relationship with someone else? So you got to start with yourself. You got to start with yourself. And the very next step, that's step number one. You got to look inside your own heart. What is your relationship? Your mental capacity to to align with your heart? Because remember, out of the heart comes your issues. Out of the heart, the heart will dictate how you perceive and how you treat others. Because, see, if your heart is messed up, then your, per- your perception of someone else is going to be off kilter because you're looking at them through foggy glasses. If your heart perception is not what it needs to be in God, then you can't clearly see 
someone else. You can't clearly see their potential. You can't clearly see the opportunity to be a blessing to them. You can't clearly see the opportunity for them to be a blessing for you because your your perception is off because your heart, your heart is clouded. And your heart gives voice to your mind. Think about this. Your heart will give voice to your mind. If your heart is hurting, your mindset is going to be jacked. And I'm saying it from, from experience. You know, I remember walking before I gave my, heart, my, my life and my heart to God. I remember walking in a place of severe bitterness to where I really didn't care what somebody else's feelings were. What came up came out. It did not make me any difference how it affected them because I had put this this barricade of indifference, of indifference around my heart, and it was my defense mechanism. So in my mind, okay, because my heart had guarded itself in my mind, I was perfectly justified in how I treated people and what I said and what I did. Because my heart fed my mind the justification. Listen, I've been hurt before. You know I've been hurt before. I'm not going to let this happen again. And the mind said, you know what, you're right. I'm right there with you, heart. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you guard yourself. So, therefore, my mindset was just, hey, do unto others before they do unto you. (laughs) Okay? Not as you would have them do unto you. You do unto them before they do unto you, and then you cool. Because you know it's coming. You see, see, the heart told the mind that you know you can't trust nobody. You know everybody is out there, and especially of the male persuasion, you know they're all dogs. They're all this. They're all that. Okay? And then quiet as it kept, I had some issues with some females, too. It was just like, oh, no, I'm not trusting nobody, period. Period. Nobody will ever get in my heart again. Nobody will ever be able to dictate how I live my life, what I say, what I do. Nada. See, that was because of my heart. My mind was just clouded. So you have to get to a place where as you're setting relationship goals for you, and and I'm not just talking about your spouse. Your spouse is very important. Very important, husbands and wives, y'all need to connect, okay? So that's really important and have relationship goals. But it's even deeper than that. It is what is your relationship with your coworkers? What is your relationship with your boss? What is your relationship to the bum that you're looking at as a bum sitting on the side of the road and because you feel that they're less than you, you got problems, okay? What is your relationship with the stranger that you meet in the store who says hello but because you having a bad day, you look at them like they got doo-doo on them and you keep stepping because you don't want to speak. See, this is why it starts with the matter of your heart. Who are you? Who are you really? So once you get through that heart assessment, then the next step is your relationship with the Father. Before any other relationship is cultivated, your relationship with Father God has to be cultivated. Has to be cultivated. We know that there is a direct correlation between your vertical relationship and your horizontal relationships. If the vertical ain't right, if you and God aren't right, the horizontal is going to be off because you can't love them with the same love that Christ has for you if you don't even know how to accept and experience that kind of love. See, we'll talk ourselves out of being loved. We'll talk ourselves out of the good things that God has for us, the good of relationships. We will talk ourselves out of it based on our perception, which starts in our heart. And that works its way up to our mind. So once we, we've examined our heart, we've given it back over to God, if, we're, if we were harboring things in there, we've allowed God. See, this is why God has to be that very next step once you've examined your heart because you have to take to God whatever you found, okay? Once you've you, you got to be perfectly honest, what was in there? 
And when you see it and you realize it, then your relationship with God has to be one that you can take it to him, that you can be like, you know what, Father, there's some stuff that ain't right up in there, and I need you to, A, either deliver me, (laughs) B, heal me, C, help me put these broken pieces back together. Help me turn that cold, callous heart of stone to a warm, loving heart of flesh that's pliable in your hands, God, that you can use me to show forth your love in this hurting and dying world. Because, see, there's so many out there that need to experience the love of God. Some are within your own home. Others are without the confound of your home. Some may even be strangers that you encounter on the street. But until you get that relationship with God to a place where you're pliable in his hands and he can, he can speak to you so that he can speak through you, then you're going to miss what he has for you. Very, very important. Very, very important. Now, none of us are perfect. And this is the It's Real Radio broadcast where we talk about real talk with on real issues. And I know some of you probably have, have seen the news and heard about one of my favorite gospel artists that he had some issues with his son a couple of days ago. Um, and the son thought it prudent to record and release the recording of the a part of the conversation, not the whole conversation, but the part that would show his father in a very disparaging light. And we're talking about Kirk Franklin here, because you know we don't squirt around skirt around anything on this show. Now, I have seen posts um, that just really, really just dog Kirk out and just, you know, and he's supposed to be a man of God and don't nobody talk to him. And this was a 34-year-old grown man that Kirk was talking to. This ain't no baby. Um, it's his oldest son um, with whom there's been issues in the past. It's not the first time that this son has, has done some stuff and put stuff out in the media um, against his dad. But anyway, um, everybody has something to say. Now, Here's the key. None of us, none of us know the ins and outs of that relationship. None of us know the totality of what happened within that conversation because the only thing that was released was just the disparaging part, okay? Um, and, and to Kurt's charge, hey, he's, he's apologized to his people, you know, to, to those that was privy to his his outburst, um, and what have you, and he and first thing he I'm not perfect, <laughs> okay, but I also will not be disrespected, and I'm like, hey, tip my hat off to you there, sir, you know, and we know, and I know Tanya, you and I can definitely go here. We definitely know as a parent, you definitely do not allow your child to disrespect you, and your child can take you to places that other people can't. <laughs> okay. Okay, um, I was hoping you you hurry up and tag my hand so I can step in <laughs> and intervene coming, in this coming. part of the conversation. You, you, you coming. Hold on. Give me one second. You coming. But, um, you know, uh, your child can take you places that other people can't, where you know you might be able to bow out and say, you know, I'm going to let God deal with this. That child will make you start taking off your earrings and your shoes and stuff and say, oh, yeah, I got you. (laughs) Okay. So um, I'm saying this to say that, you know, we need to, to get out, first of all, out of other people's business, you know, before we start passing judgment. That's number one. And number two, recognize and understand that, as Kurt said, none of us are perfect. <laughs> and we all need to set relationship goals, that we try to, to get to a place in our lives where people can't take us um, places that they once could. But that does not mean that it will all turn out that way. Now, I'm going to tag you, but I just want to, to be clear. You know, I, I went someplace with, 
my youngest grandson probably less than two years ago where I tagged homeboy, okay, because I'm that one. You will not disrespect me. So I'm just saying I understand, okay, I understand. And guess what? Our relationship has been great ever since because it's like that line in the sand had to be drawn, and let me show you something because I'm not that one. Okay, so with that being said, tag your it, ma'am. <laughs> Sis, we are, if anybody that has been around you and know you, they know you ain't, you know joke. You're very calm. And I want everybody to know Elder has excellent patience that I still have not obtained. But when she goes there, then it was all that whole time that she let it boil up. That'll be very bad trouble for whoever she's going off on. So, but she still, that does not take away from you loving God and who you are in Christ. Amen. I want to intervene in that. See, I'm not good, you guys, on the internet and things like that because I didn't hear that about Kirk Franklin. But I want you to know, shout out for you, Kirk. I'm on your side. I don't care who's mad at me or whatever. I have a 20-year-old, going to be 21, and please believe me, the disrespect still runs deep. Let me just say this as a parent. I know that I've done the best that I could. When you know that you know, now I'm not telling you mm-hmm. I'm perfect. Nobody on this earth is perfect. And for his son mm-hmm. at that age to be recording, well, son, you already knew you were going to record your dad. You set him up anyway to put him in that and position you so you can exactly. get something on him. Yeah. Because you're trying to have a yeah. payday because he's not trying to pay your bills with your grown butt and you need to go get a job and make something happen for your mm-hmm. life because you mad at yourself mm-hmm. for what you're not doing. Mm-hmm. See, that's where I am right now, people. Probably another show, another time. We're talking about relationships. Mm-hmm. See, if you get mm-hmm. cursed out so much and disrespected, sooner or later, you have to look at yourself and say, I don't deserve this. You just may have exactly. to move on. You know, mm-hmm. only God can put things back together again. Sis, I really mm-hmm. want to say something. At the beginning of the show, when you were talking about, you know, how you felt, that's really deep and very powerful because I, too, just went through something, and you and I didn't even talk about it. And I had uncertainty, mm-hmm. and I felt doubtful, and I felt in my marriage, in my relationship, where am I supposed to be? What's really going on? You know, that's keeping it real with everybody. And I love mm-hmm. God, but I will tell mm-hmm. you this. Thank you, Jesus, because I love him. Areas that I had uncertainty and I was in an uproar, he gave me peace, even Mm. in the midst of it looking like a storm. Mm. I thank God that he is making me a better woman, a better sister in Christ, a better co-worker, like you're saying, a better daughter, a better auntie. Wherever I am, I want to be my best. Not perfect. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I don't want nobody to put me on that pedestal. I am fighting Mm-mm. daily of who I am and who the devil mm-hmm. wants me to be and who God wants mm-hmm. me to become. So I'm just being honest with everybody. But they say, I just want to be honest. This is just, this is me. So I love what you're saying when you put your heart out there like that because a lot of people can't speak on issues like that. But Yeah, I've had uncertainty, and I've fought, man, these 10 years have been something else. But I thank God that even though it's been 10 years, he's let me know that I've grown. And I'm becoming a better person. So now, sis, when people come to tell me or my kids, I mean, you know, the couple that I have, they want to kind of go there with me and try to tell me this or tell me that, I realize I can move on in peace. Mm -hmm. And I can Mm -hmm. let God handle it. And it's not Mm -hmm. that I'm giving up. I'm just letting things be. Amen. I'm done now. Oh, let God be God. (laughs) Okay. Sometimes you just got to lift up your hands and say, you know what, Daddy, you need to be you. (laughs) Because I can't. (laughs) It's like I can't. I can't. But you can. You can. You can do all things but fail. And so I trust you in these situations. So, and it's, you know what, when I, I, when I, bear my soul, so to speak, when I'm honest about what I go through, I I do it because I know if I'm walking it, I'm not the only one. If, If I'm under that particular attack, 
I'm not the only one. And I think it's so incredibly important, especially as leaders in the body of Christ. You don't have to be a pastor, bishop, prophetess, apostle, or whatever to be a leader in the body. Uh, to be excuse me, a leader in the body is to be someone that God can utilize to show himself to others. That, that's, that's a leader in the body. You know, if God can use you to help someone else get over what they're walking through, that's a leader in the body. Okay, so don't sit there and think that, hey, I'm, I'm not behind a pulpit. That does not stop you from being a leader. Doesn't stop you from being a leader. I'll never forget this many, many years ago. Uh, in fact, uh, this might have even been either during the first marriage or during the estrangement from the first marriage. Um, but I, I had went to a, um, a conference in Cincinnati, and one of the speakers, her name was Dr. Juanita Smith. She's a beautiful, beautiful mother in the Lord. She was an older lady, beautiful mother in the Lord. And she was teaching on marriage. And I, 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 I honestly, I think that my husband and I were estranged at that point. But um, I remember her saying something that blew my mind because I was really, really wrestling with the headship and all of that madness with, to, to me. And when I say madness, I understand the flow of, of God's order. I do. Please hear me. So I'm not calling his flow madness, but it was madness to me at that time. <laughs> it was just like, you know what? I am over brother. I'm over this whole situation, yada, yada, yada. And what do you mean head? Like, how, how, you know, because I felt like I had the ability to lead as well, but I wasn't understanding the correlation because nobody had explained it to me, and especially not the way she did. And not even knowing my situation or what was going on in my own life, she said something that was so profound, I never, ever forgot it. She said, listen, she said, ladies, I know you guys struggle with the head. Some of you, and this is what she said, some of you struggle with the headship that God called man to. And I'm sitting there looking at her thinking to myself, yeah, you got that right, okay? But she said, but think about this. She said, a two-headed anything is a freak. I was like, what? <laughs> she said, a two-headed anything is a freak. Does not mean that God has not placed you in a place of leadership, but there can only be one head. There can only be one head. And then she broke it down to why God called the man as the head because he called him to be the protector, to be the covering. The head is the top, to be the covering. And his covering is God. But he's called him into a place of headship so that he can hold him accountable for the family. And the more this lady broke it down, it was just like, oh, my God, because I never looked at it in that manner. My whole thing was being this independent woman, and I don't need no man to be head over me and submit. I went, I reverted, okay? I reverted back to B.C. before Christ when I was of the elk that, you know, submit to a man. No, I don't think so. And it came from, I'm going to tell you, I'm be honest with this situation. It came from me revisiting a place of hurt. That's what I'm saying. You got to watch, watch your heart, watch your heart. Because where I had allowed God to heal my heart from the hurt and the pain of years past, I get into this marriage and all of that pain is revisited because of the betrayal that I felt from the man that here now I'm in a marriage with. And I really thought I had gotten beyond that. And I thought my heart was was safe with this individual, and he betrayed me too, and it was so easy, it was so easy to revert right back, to revert right back, to undo all that God had done. That was easy because it was familiar. It was familiar. So I had to get back to that place of God and being like, okay, Lord, I asked you in the midst of walking through that first marriage, please don't let me become bitter. That's what I asked you because I knew what that bitterness would do 
So while I was still asking and was praying and hopeful not to go back to that bitter place, and I don't believe I did. I didn't go back to that bitter place, but I still went to a place of my independency and my thought pattern as far as a relationship was considered. Hear me. And I'm saying this because somebody out here needs to hear that. You know, things can trigger old habits, trigger old hurts, trigger things within you that you thought you had dealt with and released. Now, Pastor gave an analogy this morning, and I, it was like right on time. And he wasn't even talking about relationships, but he was talking, but, but indirectly he was. So his sermon was not about relationships, but it was just like he said, you know what we do? He said, we take a grenade, and we're praying to God. We're praying, Lord, fix this. Lord, do this. Lord, do that. And he said, and we have the grenade in our hand. And he said, and we pull the pin out of the grenade. Because when you have a grenade, what do you have to do? You have to pull the pin out for it to be activated. We pull the pin out, but we never release the grenade. So we're walking with the grenade, and the slightest move of your hand, if you release that thing that you're holding down on the grenade, it's going to explode. So you have pulled the pin out, but the propensity for you to explode is still there because you're still holding on to the grenade, which is where I found myself. So it's like in your relationship goals, as you're praying to God to, to work you first, before you worry about pointing your finger at that other person, look at those four fingers that are pointing back at you. You have to make sure that you pull the pin out the grenade and release the grenade and walk away. So the, the explosion is behind you. You've walked away. You've walked to the things of God. You've walked to the release of God. You've walked to the healing of God. You're not holding that explosive still in your hand, just waiting, just waiting on the opportunity for it to go off. We've got to get to that in our relationships where we give it over to God, where we release what we're holding on to. Because remember in my sharing at the top of the, the show, I told you straight out, I'm being perfectly honest. It had nothing to do with brother. Brother was fine. Brother treats me with the utmost respect. I can ask this man for nothing that's within his power and not get it. Nothing. So it wasn't him. It was me. It was me going over this, that, and the other within myself. It was me finding a place of unhappiness. It was me finding a place of discontentment. It was me drudging up crap that should have exploded way back years ago and been done with inside myself. It wasn't him with a trigger this time. It was me. So I had to come to that. And then I had to stop, I had to give it to God, and then start to rejoice for the gift that he has given me, to recognize what God has done for me, to stop being begrudging of the gift that he's given me, to embrace it, to love it, to realize it's a gift, to recognize and understand I'm not easy. To go back and replay what God told me 20-some years. Well, okay, we've been remarried 27 years, so probably about 28 to 29 years ago when I was on my knees and praying for a new one. Lord, I want a new one. I don't want that one. I want a new one. And God said, but the new one won't have in him that I put in that one just for you. Just for you. See, we got to get into a place where we recognize the goodness of God in the land of the living, the goodness of God that he's done for us in the midst of circumstances and situations. we got to get there. We've got to stop being begrudging. Well, it's not what I envision. Well, what is it what God envisioned? Because I guarantee you, what he envisioned is far greater than what you envision, because your vision is a temporary vision. His is an eternal one. What is it 
that you are missing in your vision? Are you nearsighted or farsighted? Are you so, so far into the future you can't see what's right in front of your face? And are you so consumed with what you think is in front of your face that you can't see into the future? We've got to have that balance. We want that 2020 vision. That vision that says, Daddy, I see what's right here, and I thank you for what's to come. Because I'm not taking any of it for granted. I see your hand at work in me and through me, in that individual and through that individual, be it your spouse, be it your children, be it your boss, be it your coworkers, be it your pastors, your spiritual coverings your brothers and sisters in the Lord that won't hesitate to tell you the truth in love. See, we always want to find somebody that will co-sign what we do. And, and, and as I said a few minutes ago, you're that perfect co-signer because your heart will tell your mind and you'll be done co-signed and be, yeah, 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 this is real, this is right. And if you're not enough, then you'll go find somebody else out there that will co-sign instead of taking it to God and say, what is your take on this? Because, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not clear right now. I, I know what I'm feeling is not according to your word. I can feel and sense in my spirit it's not according to what you are saying to me. I feel it. I know it's not. So what say you, God? Show me. Show me me. And then show me your will for me. And I'm going to take your will over my little fleshy idiosyncrasies, okay, seriously, because your will is so much greater than anything I could ever conceivably imagine, and I know this to be truth. I know this to be truth because far too many times I went with my feelings and got my little feelings hurt, okay, because it wasn't about what you had for me, so... I'm just, you know, I'm just saying, sis, we've got to do some assessment, and we really need to go look at some relationship goals and and do the goals line up with the word of God. Because we should try everything by the spirit of the living God and by his word, his testimony. If you read what is written, you'll hear what is spoken. And we got to get to that place of discernment for ourselves. We always want to talk about everybody else and what they're doing and not doing and how bad they get on our nerves. But sometimes I get on my own nerves. I'm serious. I'm real serious. I get on my own nerves. It's like, wait, hold up. Stop. (laughs) I have to tell myself, stop, because this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I've walked with God long enough to know when I am not aligned with him. Stop lying to yourself and thinking that you can justify your wrongdoing. Stop it. You know when you're not aligned. You know when, when your perception is off. You do. I don't care what you say you do. Because if the spirit of the living God lives within you, you have invited him in, then there's checks and balances within Don't ignore them. Hearken to them. Hear them clearly. And then act on them according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. With that, sis, you're up. You know what? You you said everything breathtakingly awesome from relationship all the way down to period. It does take work. But I want you guys to know something. It seems like it's harder to work on other relationships when sometimes God is calling you to work on you and his relationship. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm finding. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. you. Hear me. When I'm at work, I want to give my best. That's not just because that's what they pay me for, but because I want to be able to let God's light shine to make a difference. Because I know what it's like when I feel good or if I'm having a bad day, somebody can make my day. So, but it all stems back to, again, getting one-on-one with the Lord 
and just like you don't have anything to hide from him. I'm like you, sis. It was, it's not my husband. I realize it's not my husband. It's me. Because if I have time mm-hmm. to look at him and look at his faults and his mistakes, then um, something's wrong with me. If I'm walking mm-hmm. this journey, when God puts you with someone and you're walking on this road, then he may take you, you may go on the same road, but you may be going in just a little direction, and he too in a different direction. But as long as you come back on the same pathway. See, I'm learning that. I didn't realize I had so many insecurities, jealousies, it comes from insecurity. People don't realize when you, it's what you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel good about mm-hmm. you, then you can't make anybody around you feel good. You can pretend, you can lie, mm. you can perpetrate, but when it comes down to the end, it all falls by the wayside because it was never sold on the right ground. So, when you can be real with people, if they move on, let them move on. But there's people, mm-hmm. I believe, that God put in our lives and our pathways to make our pathways better. And, again, always mm-hmm. a season, always sometimes a, a moment. You don't never know what God has planned for you. I'm just grateful that I'm learning that now. I'm grateful that mm-hmm. it's a lot of different tornado storms to me that I used to look at being big tornadoes, they're not that big anymore to me. I have to just say, you know, I heard the Lord whispering to me today, says when I was sitting down, God will provide. And mm. I said, I know you will. And, you know, I was at work the other day, and I, the Lord showed me something, and I just bust out laughing. And my sushi guy next to me was like, whoa, what you, are you okay? I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. You know, I had to pull down my mask, you guys, and step back and say, I'm just happy. I'm just, you know, I'm just mm. so happy. Because even in my circumstance, and I promise you on my job, I was getting disrupted. But he's giving me peace even in the midst of that storm. Mm. When they told me that I wasn't worth but something they gave me on my raise, I was distraught. But he told me today, I'm the provision. Not that job. Mm. It's going to be all right. So I'm grateful because I do want to become. I'm like you, sis. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I felt like because I, I can I can keep a house clean like none other. I can cook. You know, I feel like I'm good in other areas. I don't feel like I'm an ugly person. And I start thinking all these things about myself. And the Lord had to let me know, you are so broken. Mm. You got so mm. many dysfunctions. So I had to realize, and this is what I'm teaching young girls, and I'm trying to teach my own kids, but they don't want to listen to me yet. But whoever will, amen. You cannot be dysfunctional and expect the things around you to be functional. So as Mm. soon as you can deal with your dysfunctions, the more functional your life will become. Mm, You can say, please argue with me. I want somebody to. Because that's the gospel truth. That's what God gave me. And I know, I'm like you, sis, I'm not the only one that's broken. Mm-hmm. We just have to find mm-hmm. somebody that will put up with our brokenness. And I thank God for my husband. Otherwise, I would have been with the other people in my life. But, mm-hmm. man, please believe me. I'm not telling y'all, you know, he, he's on point. But I'm going to tell you, I'm a pretty bad actor when I want to be. So I thank God through the midst of my teaching and other people. Sis, let me tell you something. I thank God every moment for growth, even in this Mm. season of the COVID, the shutdowns, the opening, people acting nasty, prices going up, gas, food. Come on, you guys. I know I'm not the only one to see it. God forbid, Mm -hmm. don't even try to fix up nothing on your own. Everything is doubled and tripled. But let me tell you mm-hmm. something, and the devil is running rampant. Who cares about him? Because at the same time, just when I walked to my door today to look out, the Lord said to me, it's just false things appearing real, Tanya. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. He just wants this to appear like it's really something really going on, and it's not. Mm-hmm. These are just false things appearing real. That's the fear. You don't have any fear. Because no matter what it looks mm-hmm. like, I'm still there, and I will provide. I'm thanking you, sis, for this moment and opportunity to just express myself on that issue. 
I'm like you too. I just I'm just a woman. I feel like I'm going through a little half change or whatever. I'm not necessarily the sweats, but staying up late. That'll probably be another story another day. And staying up late and sometimes mm-hmm. tossing and turning. And then the one day you just crash and you just sleep all day and then you're missing things that you feel like you need to do. It's okay. Because one thing about it is create that relationship with God in yourself and he will mm-hmm. add other things and other people in your life. And you want it to be healthy and you want it to be yeah. strong, even if it's just a handful of people. Don't ask for the world. Just ask God, even if it's a handful of people, surround me with good, healthy people that can help me in my brokenness, and I can help them in their brokenness, and it can become a good thing. Thank you, sis, for letting me talk. I'm done on that one. Amen. Amen. And what you said is is profound, really. Um, it's just so true. It is so true. We've got to get to that place of trusting God. That's the ultimate. That is the ultimate, getting to that place of trust, of leaning and depending and knowing that, that the currency that we have to acquaint ourselves with is that faith currency, that faith that says, you know what, God, I trust and I believe you in all things, all things. So, you know, no matter what it looks like to me, like you just said, if I'm frightened, it's false evidence because appearing real. It's not real. It's not real. You go back to the matrix. Okay, so you're going to take the red pill or the, or the blue pill? Which pill you want to take? I choose Jeez. the faith pill. Whatever color the faith pill is, that's the pill I want to take because I want to believe God. I want to believe God. You know, there's always going to be some ulterior universe out there that you could you can assign yourself up to. You know, but I I want to believe God, and the only way I can do that is to walk in faith, to trust that what He says is, to trust that what He says is. You know, so it's you know it's a journey. It's a journey that we all have to to walk on and to take, but you know what? It's well worth it. It is well worth it, and and we miss so much if we don't go on this journey, if we don't allow God to connect us to those who he has connected us with, he's created for our connections, those, like I said, that he has put specific things in that we need. You know, I mean, think about mentorship, which is another relationship where you meet somebody and they just seem to get you. You know, they just they just seem to understand you. And and because of that, you open yourself up to learn from them, to learn the ins and the outs of life, to allow them to speak into your life, to allow them to, to give you godly counsel. And, and I'm, I'm a firm believer of this, okay? As a child of God, our mentors are those that we allow to speak into our lives and lead and guide us. I just believe that they need to have a relationship with God. I'm sorry. And I, I understand that God can use anybody to speak something in your life. And, and there are people that your life will encounter may only only be for a day or whatever, and they can say something that will have a profound impact on you. I get that. But when you're talking about a mentor, somebody that you build up that type of trust and relationship with, as a child of God, that person needs to have a relationship with God because I don't want you sowing into my life from a different spirit. I want to know that you are hearing from the true and living God as you are sowing into my life. I think that's vital. I think that the profound relationships that God will give us will come from his children, people that are are connected to him, that are associated with him, that you can trust will, again, give you godly counsel, not just say anything that comes up. What comes up comes out. That's, that's, yeah, Mm-mm. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. And I'm not going to open myself up for that. 
so my relationship, I like I I I say this all the time, and it's really true. I have a lot of associates in my life. I have very very few friends. Okay, because if I take you on as a friend, I take you on um, as a vital, a very, very important part of my life, and I have given a sense of trust to you as my friend. I don't do that with most people. I'm I'm just being turked. I have trust issues. I'll be the first to say it. I do. I have trust issues. Okay, and it comes from years of betrayal from other people. I, I'm 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 really open to say that. But you know who I trust explicitly is God, and if God gives me a kingdom connection, then that I can trust. It's not to say that that person won't hurt me or say something that. Um, has a profound effect on me in a negative manner because that person is still just that, a human being, a person. I get it. But if God divinely connected you with me, then he has a divine purpose in that connection. And so I got to make sure that I'm open to hear the spirit of the living God within the relationship. That's really important in your relationship goals to make sure that they're Christ-centered and that does not just pertain to your marriages. Don't be unequally yoked in relationships, which means don't yoke yourself up with someone that God didn't place in your life. As a friend, as a mentor, as a covering, as a pastor, spiritual parent, a spiritual child, Whatever, make sure that when you take on these relationships, that they're rooted and grounded in Christ. And I'm, I promise you, I'm, like I said, people are people. I can't say that they will never say something that may hurt or dissuade you. But I can say that if it happens, they will back up and they will make it right if they are put there by God, because God will make sure it happens the same way he makes sure it happens in you. I've said things I shouldn't have said and been, been told to go back, clarify it, say, I'm sorry, I misspoke, I'm sorry, I apologize, I shouldn't have said what I said in the manner in which I said. Sometimes I may have meant what I said, but I didn't say it right. I didn't use the love of God in my delivery of it. And so I've got to go back and I've got to clarify that. I've got to fix that. Because unlike who I was BC, who didn't care, I now care. I care because I don't want to have a negative effect on anybody that is a child of God. I don't want to have a negative effect on somebody out there that's searching for God that hasn't seen the manifestation of him yet in somebody's life. And here I come, Elder Coilette, and the, the picture of God that I show them is anything but him. I don't want that. I don't want that. So now I'm mindful in my relationship goals to make sure I'm allowing, aligning myself with the things of God before I speak, before I and even in my most personal relationships, I'm double-checking me. Not so much double-checking the other person. I'm double-checking me. God, am I right in this? Are you being glorified through me? Because if I check me, God, you got that other person. You'll check them. <laughs> okay? Let me check me. Anyway, wow, this was good. We're down to the last 60 seconds, so I thank and praise God. <laughs> I think it was a good show. Sis, give your parting um, comments, and we'll be done. You know what? This was a good show, and I'm really hoping and praying that so many people will get something out of this. We're not talking from just the top of our heads. I keep saying that. We're talking from experience and from our hearts. And I hope you guys can really receive that. It doesn't, it's not an overnight fix. When you walk with God, it's not. It's a day-to-day, day-to-day, day-to-day mm-hmm. thing. 
You may miss it today, but just fight even harder for tomorrow if he allow you to see it. Because nothing Amen. is not promised to us, not even tomorrow. But we thank God for today. I can be depressed. Mm-hmm. You guys, I woke up today feeling really crappy. But I thank God in the end of my day, it wound up being good. So let me say this. I pray mm-hmm. for all of you that the Spirit of God be with you, that the angels of God encircle you and minister to you for change, direction, and instruction in this hour, in this time. And I'm praying for all of you to have love and peace and joy and happiness in Jesus' name. I love you, sis. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. I love you. You guys have an incredible week in the Lord. And Lord willing, we'll see you next week. Same God time, same God channel. Same God, God bless channel. You. We love you. God bless you. I love, love you. Have a blessed one. Let's keep it real.